Hello everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of SecTools podcast by InfoSec Campus. This episode, I would like to welcome Ryan. Ryan has developed multiple tools for information security space, especially uh, two major projects I, I would like to mention. One is DVWA. If you are into application security learning, you must have heard or used these tools in the initial stage. And it's a great project. Another project which is exciting uh, is WP Scan, a very full-fledged, a very efficient uh, WordPress vulnerability scans. Um, let's hear from Ryan. Great. Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, I was actually uh, planning to reach out to you much earlier. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, it happened now. Yeah, fantastic. No, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to be on the podcast and... Uh... Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. So, um, Rian, um, you have been in the industry for quite a long time. Um, how did uh, InfoSec started for you? Yeah, so I've it's it's computing and computers have always always interested me since I was since I was very young. So I the uh, the first computer I probably ever played with was with a was a Windows ninety five machine of a of a. Um, a friend of the families and then uh, ever since I, I touched that I was just hooked on on, on computers um, and yeah when I finally got my own computer at home with with uh, with dial-up internet access I I sort of tended to to, to be interested in in the the, the security or, or hacking side of of, of, uh, of of computing so you know I would visit forums and chat rooms around at the time um, for for hackers and things, but I never really thought it could be a a, a, a career choice. I, I always just thought it was uh, you know an interest of mine. Um, that's until I, I I saw a local university um, was doing a, a degree in in ethical hacking for computer security. So I'd, as as soon as I saw that advertised, I, I knew it was for me, and um, and, and then I started on the course. Uh, which I completed, and that's and from there really, I that's how I started my my professional career. It started with the with with the university degree um, in England. Oh, great! Um, you then joined uh, uh, security companies. Uh, now you have your own uh, own company, right? Yeah. So so yes, I while I was at university, I. I wanted the, the university course didn't include a a web application security module, and that was really where my interest was. Um, so in, in my spare time, what I I started to teach myself web application security, um, and I thought the best way to do that was to create a a, a web application which was uh, which was purposely vulnerable, and then I could practice various exploitation techniques on there, and, and that's how. Uh, damn vulnerable vulnerable web app was was born and from from there uh, when I created DVWA and, and released it it got the attention of of a, a local entrepreneur who had a had a his own security company and he uh, he gave me a, a job part-time job while I was at university uh, so I was able to gain experience um, while while still at university uh, and then yes yeah, so I worked for various companies uh since then 
And over the past, I think it might be nearly five years now, um, I, I've been working, yes, for my, for my own company. It's just, it's, it's a small company, it's myself uh, and, and just a couple of other guys, um, but we're all very technical. Um, and I, I think that's, we're, we're sort of a small boutique and I think that's where we, we have the edge over, you know, big, large, organize pen test companies or organizations is that we're, we're, we're everyone who works here is, is very technical um so, so i think that uh, that that shows in our in our final reports as well i see so you um your, your daily job now pretty much into like actual pen test or doing vulnerability assessments on applications and networks and stuff like that <laughs> yes so now we do we mainly do uh, it's, it's mainly applications, security testing. So we do web applications, mobile applications. Uh, but we, yeah, sometimes we do do um, external sort of penetration tests and uh, vulnerability assessments against, you know, external infrastructure of, of, a, of a company. But mainly uh, it's web application uh, testing. Um, and anything you can do remotely, uh, we do basically, because I'm, I'm actually based in in France myself, um, but I'm, I'm British and I have so like 90% of my clients are British. Uh, so I so I uh, I prefer to work remotely, so I don't have to jump on a plane and, and, and go to England every other week. <laughs> so so any remote work is, is is what we do basically. I see. Um, coming back to DVWA, um, I know that. One of the first uh, application that I have actually installed in my local systems when I started learning about application security was uh, DVWA, and then we are we are uh, and and I'm pretty sure that pretty much all um, application security beginners uh, DVWA was the go-to application to learn application security because that's well well designed and it's it's pretty much easy to start with. You had these easy, high, medium. Um, kind of levels where they can actually expertise in uh, different attack skills. Yeah. Now, after that, you must have seen a lot of downloadable something is actually going to, uh, it's in the market. And yeah. I see that as kind of like a very um, interesting trendsetters. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? You're seeing all, all the da- downloadable something or other things are floating around the internet on educational purposes. And that's... Uh, uh, pretty much exciting. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you might you might be surprised to hear that we, we weren't the first. Uh, I wasn't the first to use the damn vulnerable um, sort of naming for, for software. Uh, before damn vulnerable web app, there was actually I, I, I don't think it's, it's it's around anymore. But there was a uh, there was a damn vulnerable Linux, which is which is where I, I originally got my inspiration from. So I, I can't take the credit for that. <laughs> Oh, I see. But then, the, at least on the application side, uh, we have seen now damn vulnerable uh, mobile applications, damn vulnerable IoT applications. I have created one something called like extreme vulnerable application, which is inspired by uh, what you have developed in damn vulnerable applications. I, I think, yeah, I, I, the DVWA, the damn vulnerable web app, probably made made that term popular, and, and then others yeah, copied, yeah. copied from there. But no, originally I got it from. Uh, from a pod project called Damn Vulnerable Linux. Um, so so they, they were the first ones, but I think I may have made it um, popular. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so you, you plan to uh, um, uh, improvise uh, Damn Vulnerable applications or you let, let the community uh, do uh, more improvising uh, on uh, application security um, or vulnerable, applica- uh, vulnerable applications to learn uh, app, uh, AppSec? 
Yeah, so uh, so your question is, is if, if I'm still developing it or if, I, if I'm relying on the community to develop it? Was, was that your question? Yeah, I, are you, are you uh, still planning to uh, improvise uh, damn vulnerable web applications or is there any future plans for uh, damn vulnerable web application? Uh -huh. um, no, so so currently, you see, I with 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 running the with running the business and other projects such as uh, WP Scam, it's I, I had to make a decision. Uh, I've only got a, a, a limited, a finite amount of time to dedicate to different parts of my life, so I I, I had to make the decision to 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 keep that vulnerable web app on online, but I unfortunately can't um, dedicate much of my, my time to it anymore but there are um, there are two or three people who, who are very actively uh, maintaining damn vulnerable web app a couple of uh, friends of mine um, so they so they do stuff like um, they're answering uh, support questions and they are uh, creating pull requests on github and that kind of thing. And so my my role at the moment is really just um, sort of reviewing changes that anyone wants to implement into Dam Vulnerable Web App. I uh, and commit that to the to the repository. I I just review those, um, and if there's any sort of large big decisions to be made, I I I generally take them. But um, but yeah, I mean that's that's probably the extent of my. My, my work on DVWA now it's 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 very very limited um, but yeah I mean I still I still like to keep it you know maintained and 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 and, and manage sort of other contributions yeah uh, definitely uh, that's something that every community people also want to see damn vulnerable web applications are still alive and uh, at least uh, there is a support is is sufficient enough to uh, start uh, doing it. I think I think that's pretty much the the simpler application for anybody to just um, you know download the whole file and then host it on a web server and start learning it. And that's an excellent uh, uh, trend that you started in application security side. Definitely, yeah, and and that's that's the whole part of the learning process. I think is is yeah, if, if you've never set up a, your own web server and you've never installed My, MySQL or PHP before by yourself, the DVWA kind of forces you to, to, to do that. Even if you have to install uh, so, you know, pre-packaged uh, installation files or, or even if you download uh, a Linux VM and you have to put it in VirtualBox, that's all part of the learning process, I think, with, with DVWA and... Uh, and yeah, that, that was that was very much the intention to to allow users to to encounter installation problems and then overcome those. Because at the end of the day, if, if you want to be a web application penetration tester, you you really have to understand how web applications work and and how to set up test environments and, and all that kind of thing. So I think yeah, DVWA works works well in in that regard. Yeah, that's that's very correct. And then now you uh, move too much of your focus into uh, building or, or maintaining uh, WP Scan. Apart from your regular work routine, um, that's what you're more focused on. Yeah. So yeah, WP Scan is probably the project I've spent most of my time on um, over the past few years. So we, we we I I released it in 2000 and I think it was 2011. So it's quite a few years now. I didn't realize how long ago. Yeah. 
2011 is yeah no that's that's quite a long time ago uh so yeah so basically how that started was i i had a wordpress my own wordpress blog and i saw a post on um on the full disclosure mailing list about a, a wordpress vulnerability um and and I, i i wanted to to automate or to weaponize this this vulnerability which this person had put on full disclosure so i wrote this script um to, to run this wordpress exploit uh and then it sort of grew from there so i just started adding to this script different as, as i was looking into wordpress and, and it's and it's attack surface um i, I started to expand the, the script into eventually became what it is today but i i very early on i, I got some Uh, a guy called Erwan uh, started to help me with with WP scan, and he's. You see, I, I've never. I, I'm not a professional programmer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pen tester. Whereas Erwan comes from a, a, a developer programming background, so he's really able to help me um, improve the quality of, of WP scan. Um, and, and later on, we got other contributors as well uh, on board. Um, such as uh, Chris uh, from Austria. Uh, so now there's there's three of us who maintain uh, the project. So we have various uh, things that we need to maintain. So for example, Chris works usually works on the infrastructure. So he, he makes sure that the servers are still running because we have uh, the vulnerability database. He, 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 he makes sure the dependencies are updated and that kind of thing. He also does a little bit of coding. Erwan mainly, concentrates on the, on the coding side of things uh, and right now myself I'm, I mainly uh, work on the vulnerability database so um, finding vulnerabilities uh, keeping an eye out for vulnerabilities and um, which are disclosed publicly and then uh, adding them to the database but we all interchange roles as well there's no fixed role but that's where we sort of uh, fit in at the moment oh I see So, so WP Scan actually, um, I've I've used WP Scan for some of the uh, uh, WordPress specific application uh, testing, uh, and of course WP mm-hmm. Scan is like one of the um, very nice tools to, um, you know, do some very good amount of recons um, about the yeah. applications and what uh, what possible attack surfaces are available. Um, when you yeah. uh, when you say that you basically track the known vulnerabilities and uh, or, or probably more responsible disclosure vulnerabilities and public disclosure vulnerabilities, you track both of them into the uh, WP uh, Scan DB, and then that helps people to um, have more coverage in terms of uh, vulnerabilities vulnerability details, right? Yeah, so so very early on, a feature of WP Scan was to um, enumerate uh, plugins. Uh, to so it's very easy in, in WordPress. Basically, you just need the the plugin name or slug, and then you just visit URL. And if it's if you get a 200 response, the plugin's installed. If you get a 404, it's not installed. So it's so as long as you have a list of plugin names, which is uh, easily uh, you can easily download from WordPress. Um, You can enumerate plugins quite easily, so then it's 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 not a, a giant leap then to uh, to enumerate the version number of the plugin. It's it's quite uh, easy to do also, uh, and then once once you have the version number, you can sort of match that to to the known vulnerabilities. So that's how that sort of logic or thinking came into it. 
Uh, and yeah, so what I do is I, I have set up various alerts on Twitter, um, on Google, um, mailing lists, uh, loads of different resources. And some companies also email me uh, directly with vulnerabilities. Uh, and I keep an eye on these, keep an eye on my inbox. And when they come in, I review them. I find maybe some supporting evidence or sometimes it, the, it's the vulnerability needs a little bit more investigation because uh, obviously we, would, we don't want to, we want to, don't want to add false positives to, to the database. Or sometimes if something looks, doesn't look quite right. I'll have to investigate that. So th there are, there are a lot of, script kiddies that will uh, pretend, I don't know why they do this, but they will say they find a vulnerability in a certain plugin and, and it's, it's, it's just the, the information they give it. It's just like they, they made, they made it up. <laughs> you know, there's not even, they couldn't even have, have thought of those vulnerability there. They just, they just, they just, you, know, you gotta be very careful um, not to add false positives. Cause uh, on the other side of things, if, uh, if you know, if you're a plugin developer and 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 we put a, but we say that your plugin is is vulnerable, then your users aren't going to be happy. So we want to make sure that the information we do put on our vulnerability database is is accurate because we don't want to um, be spreading false information or misinformation. Yep, <laughs> that's that's one of the uh, I I can imagine that's one of the ma major challenge in maintaining the project. Yes, it takes it takes up a lot of time. Um, I mean, it, it depends. You sort of have uh, busy periods, and it's weird. You have busy periods and quiet periods where a lot of vulnerabilities are suddenly found within the space of a few months, and then you can have a few months where there's where, where there's not so many. I think it's just um, interesting in WordPress itself as it peaks and, and troughs. Then people tend to do more research into into vulnerabilities um but yeah it, it's it, it does it does take a lot of time it's not only the so when you add a vulnerability it's not then then it's not just finished like that okay that's that's there then you don't have to ever look at it again but you have to uh maintain it for example uh if if the vulnerability wasn't patched um then you have to keep an eye out on the plugin to see when they do patch it um because, because for example, we do we do notify the plugin developers of, of vulnerabilities that aren't patched, but sometimes they they ignore us or they just don't care. Um, so then we have to monitor the the plugin to see if when they do patch it, and then we have to go back to the vulnerability and add that information. So it's it's not just when you submit a vulnerability that's it. You know you don't have to worry about it anymore. You you we're constantly uh, improving the data we already have. Um, and, and going back to it and adding further information, or even even sometimes deleting um, vulnerabilities which which we later find out aren't true or, or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, so it's not just submitting; it's also a lot of maintenance. Yep, I have to say this WP scan has very readable and pretty much very understandable uh, wiki for anybody to actually go ahead and and see what. Uh, the tool is about and how to install it and and how to basically execute scans to maybe enumerate user informations or plugin informations and stuff like that but do you still get um concerns from users about like okay you know these things uh, is not working or maybe they're doing something wrong and how do you manage those kind of 
false positive pull request or false positive issues uh, on uh, maybe GitHub. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we do because because WP Scan is a sort of a black box scanner for WordPress, and WordPress is like. It depends what statistics you look at. WordPress themselves claim that they, percent of, of of the web is is running WordPress. I, I I tend not to believe that number in its entirety, but uh, but it, let's let's just take that that number with a grain of salt. Um, so yeah, so so it's it's we get a lot of uh, new users who try to use WP Scan and. For example, like they, they, they're not at the point in their in their technical knowledge to. I mean, we make it as easy as possible, but still, some users need to uh, spend some time learning about computers and computing, uh, you know, before they get to that point. And, and some don't. So, some are jumping straight to trying to use the WP scan without any knowledge of, of the command line interface or any. Uh, concept of how to use git or uh, how to install ruby or how to install ruby gems um so yes yeah, so we do try to make it as easy as possible but but, uh, but you do get some users who um are just not technically there yet um because for example it's not only security people using wp scan but a lot of just people who have a wordpress blog and they want to make sure that their own blog is secure they will try to use the wp scan and of course and not Every person who has a WordPress blog is technically uh, adapt to, to to use WP Scan. Um, I also see the the, the community also gives uh, uh, good comments or good good suggestions for those issues when they raise it on GitHub. I see they say that okay, you might have missing this one. You need to install uh, maybe Ruby Gem or you know any other dependencies to you know get it running. Um, so I think the support from community is is large uh, for WP Scan. That's a great plus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we 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 try to make it as as easy as possible. Um, I'm just having a quick look because so yeah, so there's a, there's a there's a number of ways you could uh, run WP Scan. So you could use uh, so it's in um, Kali Linux pre-installed and, and a bunch of other Linux distributions. Um, we have a, a Docker image. Uh, you can yeah. you can install it manually with you know installing Ruby and and the gems and everything yourself. Um, and if you're on Mac, uh, if you use Homebrew, uh, you can you can install it via Homebrew. So there's there's many different ways you can install WP Scan and with varying difficulties. So so hopefully there's a user can um, get it installed in one of those ways. Um, I mean the the ideal solution, if 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 we had the time and resources, would be to create a a software as a service. Um, out of WP Scan, so even users who don't have that technical knowledge could go to a web page, put in a URL, click start, and and they get the results. But it's um, it's a lot of work and money, which uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would be great. Uh, that would be a great initiative to have uh, online uh, scans. But I think there will be other concerns also related to it regarding you know, how these informations are passed to and i don't know uh, but that but i that would be very exciting things to see yeah yeah def- i mean we we have we did some work on that a few years ago and it's it's just a lot of work on top of what we're already you know everyone all of us have our day jobs and uh, yeah 
it's, it's, it, it just turned out to be a lot of work. So we, we sort of compromised and what we do now is we sell licenses um, for the, the WP scan and, and the vulnerability data. So if, mm-hmm. so if a company wants to, to do that, if they want to create a web application which scans uh, WordPress and they, they want to sell that service or product, then we, we sell them a commercial license to enable them to do that. Um, oh, okay. And, and we find that to be uh, a good compromise because we can, we can generate income for the project to pay for hosting and because we have... Uh, Amazon AWS because we send out emails and stuff and and uh, yeah so 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 the the commercial licenses help pay for for the uh, infrastructure that, that we use. Yeah, that's a decent balance as well to have maybe a web portal for for commercial purposes and the command line running as the same as now. Uh, that's that's a decent balance. Yeah, and and they help keep uh, the commercial side of things helps keep it it's free also for the. Because obviously you can use our API on, on uh, WPVulnDB.com. You know, anyone can use that API. Um, we just released API version 2, which requires you to have an API key, which we give away for free anyway. Um, but yeah, anyone can use that free of charge, as long as it's not for commercial purposes. For example, if you're trying to sell the data, then, then you'd need to purchase a commercial license. But if, if you're using that data just... For, for, for your own personal blog or for pen testing, then then that's free of charge, of course. So the thing is, it's a balance. Yep. Um, you mentioned earlier that you don't uh, consider yourself as a professional coder. Uh, I'm just uh, curious to know if you, uh, is there any concerns or any hesitation for ESI to push a code developed by you online? Because uh, I, I initially had that hesitation personally. Uh, because people might be definitely seeing it because now the source code management platforms are quite open and people can see open source code what they've actually written in and i i sometimes think that oh my code is actually crap it's not written in a very professional manner and people might might start judging me yeah. <laughs> do you have that kind of feel um no not, not really no i, I think I think everyone thinks their code is crap, and I think um, <laughs> um, maybe with the exception of, of, of Linus uh, Torvalds, I think his name is, you know, the uh, the Linux guy who who thinks a lot about his code. But I think now I think everyone thinks their 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 own code is crap. Um, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't worry about. It. Everyone has to. Everyone starts somewhere, and everyone has to gain experience, and um, you you have to gain experience by 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 writing code you know I, no matter how basic or amateurish that might seem at first that's that's the way you build experience so so yeah i mean i wouldn't be scared of putting code online obviously bad quality code is usually vulnerable code you know so i'd be, be wary with with security issues in your code but as long as you're you know if you if you do your research and be aware of of, of the security implications of, of, of what you're doing, then I think, yeah, sure, you, I wouldn't be ashamed or embarrassed about putting code online. Yeah, <laughs> I realized it afterwards because when people started commenting on things and then then that that was a, definitely a good learning curve for me as well. Yeah, so sure. I, I, yeah. 
yeah, feedback is 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 great as well. Yeah, and it's it, it, it tends to be more honest online, right? Because <laughs> they can't see they can't <laughs> see your face, but they're very they're very honest with you. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Ryan, for talking to us. Um, before we we wrap up, um, I would like to hear uh, your your comments or advice to people who are in the community and sometimes they want to start developing tools or um uh, they they want to um be into open source communities and and contribute to them or to contribute to the existing tools or they want to create their own tools uh some of them has hesitations in in multiple reasons um uh yeah please please uh, give your uh, two sentences yeah so 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 just 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 to it really i mean it's 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 good experience um you you learn you learn more about writing code in the first place um if if your tool is is has some sort of context so for example do we please scan targets wordpress so you learn also a lot about wordpress in the in the process and and its security failures uh you also have uh you you create connections online with other people when you when you write tools hopefully other people will will see value in what you do and they'll they'll try try and and help you expand on what you do. Um yeah, I mean it gives you opportunities like like this one like to, you know being invited onto your podcast. Um you, you know you you only would have known me because of because of because of my tools. So that's that's um that's another benefit. Um but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a, a warning as well that it's not all, it's not all positives. There are there are but you know there are some negatives if your tool does get very popular then um then then you sort of have to maintain it unless unless you you scrap it or uh, yeah security issues in your tools you know you're you're ultimately responsible for that um but yeah on the, those are quite minor issues uh, compared to the benefits and and yeah just 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 write write it and uh you know uh, make, make it public and uh and hopefully people will will join in Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much Ryan for your time. You're welcome Sanu. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We will talk to you in the next episode with another amazing tool author. Goodbye.